Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, I'm Samantha Bond, uh, commonly known as Sam. Now, when I'm not doing my day job working alongside Maggie Smith, Pierce Brosnan, or even the gorgeously hirsute Burt Reynolds, God rest his soul, I'm an ambassador for a wonderful organisation called Acting for Others. And together, we've paired up some of the UK's brightest stars of stage and screen for (sighs) intimate conversations about, well, their passion for theatre, trials and triumphs, loves and losses and a whole lot more. I said the theatre is a temple and you should be ashamed of yourself for desecrating it. Me as a black woman was not getting any of that work or any of that practice. And now I'm in this position, post-50, I'm ageing in. Ben Whishaw, the hardest man to make corpse on stage. I only got him once. Dear listener, there's a very good reason why we're doing this. We think that theatre is something to truly treasure and it must be protected at all costs, starting with the people working in it. And this is where Acting for Others comes in because we provide both financial and emotional support to production crew, front of house, actors, set designers, in fact, anyone working in UK theatre in times of need through a network of 14 member charities. And every penny this podcast generates will go to those charities. In fact, you listening now is helping, so thank you. And if you'd like to go further and make a donation, listen to the end for details or click the link in the show notes. Now, without further ado, Noma de Meswini and Golda Rochevel, recorded in August 2022. Enjoy. Hello, Golda. It's Noma. Now, say your full name, last name for me properly. Golda Rochevel. And I am Noma Dumezweni. 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 Second syllable stress, my dear. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, Rochevel is actually pronounced Rosruifel. Oh, it's where Dutch. from? Dutch, from um, 
uh, uh, Indonesia. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. now I've got to ask you. That's where my grandfather Talk was to me. born. Go back. Go, yes, so. Yeah, my grandfather on my father's side was yes. born in Indonesia, um, in Java. Wow. Um, and that's where Roshuifel is actually Dutch. And my dad did years and years ago, he's passed now, but years ago he did a kind of family tree and searched yeah. for Roshuifels and found some in like Amsterdam. Stop it. Yeah. And around there. But yeah, my grandfather stowed away on a boat <gasps> when he was young and ended up in South America. Yeah. Where he met my grandmother, who was um, Amerindian. And cut a long story yeah. short, ended up in Guyana in South America. My father was born amongst eight other, ten other siblings. Wow. And then my mum and dad met in Barbados singing in a choir. Stop it. And, uh, yeah, the kind of... I told so you're proper story. mix. Proper you're proper mix. world. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. World absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Your last name? Dumezweni. It is South African. It's South African. Uh, I'm South African heritage. My parents left South Africa and I was born on the way. Both parents? Both parents. And came here? Um, there's a longer journey in okay. that. It was my mum arrived here in, I would say, 77 with me and my uh, younger wow. sister. I was seven, she was five, leading up to eight. That's We're, amazing. We came over in 75. Stop. Yeah, so 75, 77. Oh, hello. Where, did you come to London? We No, we didn't come to London. We came to, uh, we actually lived with my uncle, my mum's brother, in Godalming, in Lockheights. Um, yeah. Ipswich, Suffolk for me. Amazing. Ipswich and Felixstowe. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then coming into London was the most exciting thing at 18. I bet. But yeah. I think we're here. I'm just so excited to be in your presence right oh, now. Thanks, mate. Because we've overlapped in history yeah, and theatre and stuff like that. But we've both had these glorious kind of um, now people recognise who we are yeah. moments yeah. in the world. And especially coming out of the pandemic. Yeah. All I remember is that we used to live in the same area in South London. Yeah. And I'd bump into you a couple of times I and I'd go, oh, it's her. She's yeah, very yeah, lovely. Yeah. like, hi, no. <laughs> yeah, hi, hi, Golden. How are you? Hi, <laughs> because you're a singer as well and I'm not yeah. a singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot right. of your history in terms of theatre has been doing musicals Musical as well. theatre. That's where I started out. That, that's how I trained. Really? I went to London Studio Centre. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to London Studio Centre, kicked my lallies up for many years. Get those West... legs up, babe. <laughs> on the stage, on the West End stage. Um, Boner lallies. Boner lallies, yes. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but were you always going to be an actor or were you always going to be... I started um... off as an athlete. Stop. Yeah, and training for the Olympics. <gasps> I think that's what I was going to do. That's what I was kind of had my sights Which on. Which department? Which sport? Which... I think decathlon, something like that. Oh my God. You know, I was good at running. I did the 100 javelin. I was good at... My body's exhausted already. That was so not my nature at all. <laughs> Long jump, shot put, oh you know. I was watching some of it last night, yeah. actually, the Commonwealth Games, and was, like, reminiscing. It always takes me back to those times. I was like, oh, yeah, I was been. young. And yeah. Then found drink, drugs and rock and roll. And welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> did you come to London for a living? Just life living. Did the school thing. I would think I was ready at 16, but my mum said, no, you've got to spend the next few years doing your A-levels and then you can go. Okay. Um, I was going, my saving grace growing up in Ipswich and Felix, there was the Wolsey Youth Theatre. Oh, That yeah, was my yeah, space yeah, of going, yeah, yeah. oh, there's another world that I like. But let's go back to our humanity of being and the way I feel the world is now. I don't know. Can I ask this? Are you in the 40 to 50 range or 50 to 60? I'm 52. I'm 53. I just turned 53 last week. Well, happy week. birthday, darling. Why, thank you, my darling. Let's just stay here because I'm having this conversation with a lot of women. 
I'm loving being a woman over 50. I'm loving being a black woman over 50. I'm loving being a woman of colour over 50. I'm loving being a creative woman, postmenopausal woman over 50. There's just something in how the vantage point to where we finally got to. And I'm saying this because in this moment in time, the world has changed dramatically, emotionally in in the last three years. But I don't know how it's going to change socially. That's where we're stuck at the moment. Very good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very, very interesting because I think you're saying the work element is there. Mm -hmm. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Especially with Bridgerton and being in a kind of diverse and uh, a a show that really reflects the world that we're living in or is trying to reflect the world that we're we're living in and pushing those boundaries and barriers of casting, of storytelling. So December... 2020, <laughs> December 25th, 2020. God. So you'd seen these adverts slowly yeah. coming up. This is me watching from the flat, um, me and my kid. We've, we've all done lockdown. Things are starting to come out in the world, but there's this show yeah. that's about to arrive. And because of the imagery and because it's Shonda Rhimes' production company, you go, oh, my God. Yeah. As a woman of colour, yeah. as a black woman, I'm going, please let this work. Please yeah, let yeah, this yeah. work. Because I'm looking at these <laughs> yes. extraordinary humans. You, Golda, Adjua, other friends I'm witnessing in this program going, what, you get to be on the big screen telling this narrative of Britain in this way? Was so powerful. And the fact, I think there was something absolutely special that it was on Christmas Day. Yeah. We caned it. We caned those episodes. Did you? Did you? Yes, we did. did. Once we started, we we binged. (laughs) Brilliant. It was glorious. It was glorious. And seeing Queen Charlotte arrive with those amazing wigs, amazing hair. But you owning that space. I don't know what research you did with Queen Charlotte. You know, I don't do anything. But Queen Charlotte's a a kind of... Queen Charlotte isn't in the books, you know, because you know Bridgerton is based on the books by Julia Quinn. So she's not in the books. It was a character real-life character that was placed in this world that was being created by Shonda Rhimes, Chris Van Dusen. Mm. So I asked, you know, at the beginning, is it important for me to read the books? How how do you want yeah. to work this character? And, you know, the, the kind of answer came back, don't worry about the books. It's absolutely fine. You come with your own thing. So I was like, okay, get the scripts to me. Excellent. And let's see how this woman reacts mm. to the people that are in this world that we are creating. So it was a new world, yeah. you know, that this woman was being... I mean, obviously, I knew about her. Yes. Do you know and what that I mean? image, that Absolutely, famous picture. the famous yeah. picture, all of that stuff, knew about her, knew the stuff that she did, how she came over, how George and her were, yeah. like, deeply, deeply in love, 15 children, all that, you know, the abolition she was involved with. Can I just with. stop you there? 15 children. <laughs> And carry on, please. Yeah. Yes. 15 children. <laughs> but they were deeply, deeply in love yeah. and, you know, were really strong in the arts and all of that kind of stuff. As I say, she was really, you know, an advocate for the abolition. She mm. really changed the course of British slavery, you know, and kind of had a, an input in that. Wow. Although it was behind the scenes, do you I, know what I'm I mean? Sure. She definitely yeah. had an input there. So that stuff I knew. But then putting her into this world of lavish, gorgeous, high society and being, you know, the woman at the top of the food chain. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It was really but exciting. You totally embody that top of the food She's... chain. That's why I kept thinking, like, you own that status. Yeah. And, you know, I am channeling my mother. How beautiful. I am channeling How beautiful. her. You know, and I'm, I'm really glad mm, that I can gorgeous. celebrate as a biracial yeah. actress yeah. the way I look. Yeah. Which is my father. Beautiful. You know, my black father, my Guyanese father. 
and also you know my white mother the kind of sensibility mm. the the kind of um emotional side the the world of britain yeah. you know the afternoon teas the manor houses that yeah. i was dragged around Your ancestors as, uh, are you know, with you my, uh, yeah, all ancestors yeah. on both sides yeah. are with me in yeah. this role yeah. you know and i'm really really pleased to be able to celebrate that and to be able to talk about mm. it because i think you know being a biracial actress being a biracial person we don't get to hear that story no you know, and no. I think it's really, really important that the world understands I that we are experiences. Dif- I come yeah. from different experiences. Yeah. You know, biracial people come from different experiences. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine has a has a has a more uh, uh, has a a leaning towards her African father mm. because mm. he brought her up. Yeah. You know, I have a leaning towards my white mother because I was here. She was dominant in my yeah. life. Yes, my parents were both together, mm, mm, mm. and my father's influence is definitely yeah. in there. But the significant, but the Cara. significant. Character of Queen Charlotte, all yeah. of that. I am definitely squeezing every single bit of my mama out. You're honouring that soul. Absolutely honouring that. Yeah. You know, and um, I'm really, really pleased. And I come with that because I have a biracial daughter. Yes. Irish, right. South African. You go, that's interesting. Yeah. They're 15 years old. Yeah. What's the world going to be? And it was different. I really, I do remember there was that interesting quote that um, Tanda Newton said. Um, if I, Tandy way. Newton, forgive me, yeah, Tandu exactly. let me uh, yeah, yeah, honour yeah. that. Um, she realised that she was the acceptable face of blackness. And then us dark-skinned yeah. black actresses, we're going, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's the way the world is, has shown yeah. us to be in the world. Yeah. And then you see something like Bridgerton. Yes. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you, thank you. Well, we're all there. We're Everybody all there. is there. there, even our white allies. Absolutely. You know Accomplices. Like, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. It's really, yeah, it's thrilling. So, when you got Bridgerton, was it explained to you what the world was going to look like? No, it wasn't. It was a period drama that Shonda Rhimes had written. So I was brought up with period dramas. Um, My mother had a passion for them. Mm. I have a passion for them. And, you know, I'd never seen a black lead Uh in a period drama before. Uh So it was really interesting going in. That's that's one of the reasons why I said yes, Mm. because I was intrigued about how a black African-American woman was going to um, create, show something that was very, very dear to my heart, mm, mm, very, mm. very dear to this uh, country's And very heart. British. And, and that's very, an very yeah. British. You know, period dramas are one of Britain's, I think, Britain's... USB. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. The export yeah. of our period dramas makes a lot of money for this country. But what I think is really, really beautiful about this production company, the person at the head, the executive producer, is that in the writing, it was never really kind of spoken about. I think there's one moment in uh, season one Mm. where Adjua and the Duke say, you know, because of the Queen and their marriage, this is why we are able to be here. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Now... I have mixed emotions about that. Do you, In what way? Do you need... Did we need to say? Can we not just not be? And it's a fine line because I... It's a really, and really I think, fine I feel line. as if I remember that moment because I'm going back and going, but you need... 
as it, a viewer, you go, thank you for just yeah. acknowledging. Yeah. I like an acknowledgement. Yeah. Yeah, I personally like an No, absolutely. Yeah. And I get yeah. why they we do We don't it. have to sit in it. But by us just being on screen. Yeah. Doesn't that, shouldn't that do shouldn't enough? Shouldn't that just do enough? And but I it's think, also a moment of recalibration right now. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Going forward, possibly, you know. We don't have to We do- don't have to say. Yes, yes. We can just be and those stories can be just told. Yeah. And as you know, a black queen, I can have the emotion of sadness and joy mm. and love and wickedness and love gossip and... You mean be a human? Be- <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, that, that little exactly. thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. And it not be a wow yeah. moment. Yeah. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. talk about fashion i fucking love my clothes yeah i love dressing up i love costume i love the conversation with the costume designer yes no more wakes up in the morning this is part of my creativity mm, definitely and i can change three four five times before i'm happy to yeah, go out because i need to, to align with what me my spirit too. is feeling absolutely Very that's good. why i love fashion so watching you eat it you but it's you know it's come from a long journey of having nothing but making sure that I went out looking myself. Stush. Looking stush, Mm. you know. Everything was very particular because the story that I wanted to tell was that I was okay. Yes. And that's the story my mother told. My mother told that story. Not only for others but for myself. I was holding it together. Even in, you know, I lived in a squat for like two months. Do you know what I mean? In Camberwell. You know, I went to a squat party and never left for like two months. But I left that squat Looking great, yeah. you know, whatever no I had, and story. looking great. And those are the days that I had to kind of keep yeah. it together. It's armour. It's armour. Absolute Absolutely. armour. Yeah. You know, cut to having a team, a makeup artist, a stylist, and being able to tell a story in a different way. Of, From where you've been. Yeah, exactly. Going, yes, Why can't lovely. I be free in this space? So for me, fashion, to get a chance to play in those spaces. Because I know when a costume's not right. For what I'm doing. And it it makes me really sad. Yeah. So therefore, that same Noma who's still trying to figure out what this character is, that same Noma goes, no, those shoes aren't right today. Those Mm. are not the right shoes. Mm -hmm. I'm so unhappy if I've worn the wrong shoes out in my day. 
Yeah, is that yeah, because yeah. I'm not yes, comfortable? Yeah, yeah. I'm not comfortable. <laughs> yeah. My spirit is not comfortable. Yeah. And I love that representation of us women going out into the world. But also a woman, women who have the sizes. Yes, thank you very much. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We're, we're not, curvy. Uh, we, we're curvy. We're, we're curvy, curvy women. Yeah. And to celebrate that is really, really important, yeah. you know, because um, I think the fashion world, well, I think I'm going to say it, the fashion world has to step into that, Yeah. you know, and Absolutely. lean into all of that kind of stuff, lean into our black bodies yeah. and the differences. Lean into all bodies. Absolutely. You know, not just black bodies. Um, we're all shapes and sizes. We're all shapes and that needs and to I be And I do understand a cloth as a piece of art and you want yeah. it on the simplest line yeah. but that's not the real world that's not that's the real not world, world. and if you can afford world. to have it adjusted for you yeah. that's joyous but not many people can no, exactly so I want to go back to a very it's quite an emotional moment for me because I was thinking about this coming in, in the car and I remember meeting you mm. um, near the globe I think I was doing so I can't think why I would be near the globe and a Tate Modern yeah and we bumped into each other. And I remember having a conversation. I think you were wearing something beautiful yeah. and orange and gorgeous. And I remember having a conversation with you about how it was tough. Did at we that have time that conversation? Oh, in your babe, life. Of course we had that conversation. And <laughs> it was a, quite a dark moment for you, I think, because I went away from that little, it was a tiny little exchange yeah. going, how can that be possible? What this did woman I say? is incredible. I've admired this woman's storytelling for many, many years. How is it that this woman is thinking about, I don't know, leaving the industry, thinking about doing something else, thinking that that, it, that it's not for her, blah, 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 blah. That's blah, blah, interesting. Blah, blah. If it was the Globe, then I know exactly the time you're talking about. Yeah. Thank you. I can't remember us bumping yeah. into each other, but I remember that it's, time. It was a, I remember it being a really... And I was just so like, universe, man, come on oh. now. This is not fair. Thank and you. then the next moment your name is mentioned to me is Linda at the Royal Court. Yes. And you taking over from Kim. Yes. And I thought, that's it. This oh. is where Noma's life changed. Please. I was like <laughs> willing it to happen. Do you so know the energy me, shift? Yeah, there was an energy shift. So tell me yeah. about that and then the journey that you've had. From Linda, Harry Potter, the undo. I will try and... I love you for saying that because I I can't remember us meeting, but I know that we've met many times. Yeah, yeah, many, many times. As soon as you say the globe, I went, oh, that was a moment where I was thinking about what this world is supposed to be. So, like, say, at that moment, five years, six years previously... Uh, no, no, a bit longer than that. I'd, I, I'd won an uh, Olivia Award That's for supporting right. actor. Yeah. That was amazing, yeah. and it, it was a, a supporting performance because at that time it was men and women, oh, and right. that was and that was for a raisin in the sun and extraordinary yes. production that I loved with Lenny James and the late great Novella Nelson. Yeah. Um, and that was a shock to have that happen. And then jump cut to that Globe moment, and I was doing a lovely production. It was my first time working um, with Michael Longhurst. And but it was it was me figuring out, and I had a little child at, That's right. at this point yeah, now, yeah, yeah. going, can I sustain this yep. work and this creativity? And then jump cut again. So Michael was directing Kim Cottrell in Linda, and I remember it was a Wednesday night. I got this phone call. Could you come in? Um, because Kim has had to leave. Yeah, yeah. In the last week of rehearsal, I was like, what? That's Wednesday night. So Thursday, I said, can't do Thursday, can't do Friday morning, but I can be there uh, Friday afternoon. The offer was, could you read the script? Just come in and read the script 
for the show, otherwise the show's going to have to go. Yeah. So I was thinking of all these actors who'd been in this production yeah. rehearsing for yeah. four weeks and all the research. I was like, yes, I can be a superhero. I can, yeah, yeah. I can read a script. Yeah. Went in on Friday afternoon, met the actors. And all I remember is if there's one actor who's not happy about me being here, this is going to be really hard. Everyone was amazing. Good. And then that was Friday afternoon, Saturday, at blocking, 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 working with everybody. And then... Monday we're in tech and then we were open on the oh, Thursday. Oh, right. And what was glorious about that, it gave me a huge energy shift because what I realised for me was I was in service. Yes, it wasn't about good. me as an actor, but I'm a good sight reader and we're going to put this great story on that Penny Skinner wrote yeah. about postmenopausal women and how the world changes and how you're not seen. And this woman who is Linda, who is... Um, uh, a huge uh, businesswoman in the beauty world. Yes. But how her world is wow. breaking down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fascinating. Actors brilliant. We did it. We put it on. So why I'm saying that is because energetically, Linda gave me a whoosh. Mm-hmm. The respect from fellow actors, yeah. young, old yes. peers was like, you did that. Yeah. You went on and did that. But that Good. group of actors, we all did it together. I will always do that. We're always an ensemble. Yeah. Good. And then... I knew at that point that I had got the Harry Potter gig. You no, knew? I knew at that oh, when I did Linda. Oh, mate, I yeah. love it. And no one else So before knew. you did Linda, Linda. before you before even Linda. got the call, I you knew? knew. Yeah, but I couldn't I say anything. I love it. Come on. <laughs> so that was like, I can't remember, September wow. or something like that. And then Linda was, oh, I can't remember, October, November. And I knew. And then when the news got broken, I remember Carla, um, oh, who played God. my older daughter, yes. went... You watch? <laughs> I went, yeah, I had to keep it a bit quiet. But at that point, we'd just open up Linda. And why I'm, and again, why I'm reiterating the, the storyline of that is because Linda was the thing that gave me the energy, energy. to meet Harry Potter. Great. And I think if I'd just gone from knowing it quietly to, to Harry yeah. Potter, the universe, I am very spiritual in these moments. Thank you, because I too. think magic occurs. Yeah. And I'm not religious by any means. No. But you've got to honour the moments of magic that have happened. Like yeah. you walk down the street, something, a feeling just goes, no, let me turn this way yeah. instead of that way. Ah, that's why I turn this way. Or why did I turn this way and nothing seems to happen? I think you were protected from something yes, else. From, I do believe your angels me and your too. ancestors are there. Are there. And yeah. that's what was happening in the big scheme of the world, going, let's get you ready for the hugeness of what Harry Potter is going to be. Because getting the job was amazing anyway. But keeping it quiet was fascinating. Yeah. So just gently, gently. And then Linda, because I smashed it on Linda. Yeah. I will absolutely own I smashed doing I Linda. And I know this because finally, I have to say that you know, finally. It's, it's, it's hard. I think as actors, it's difficult, isn't it's it, hard. to kind of go, I did, I'm doing a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I want to give myself a little pat and on the And we're also you know? very British about it's that very stuff. British very British about British. it. Having been in America recently, well, that's one thing I realised. You cannot be self-deprecating. Yeah. Own your work. Own it there. And if people like it, they don't. They like it. If they and don't, if they, they don't. don't. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's... So there's a flow. My, and I would say, I thank you for acknowledging that because Linda was the beginning of a shift in consciousness and what creativity and possibility could be. I love you for that. I knew it. Because I do, I do remember that was a dark time for yeah. me at the Globe. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, you're... In terms like, of my internal, where's going to be? I was like, Wait, what? 
Wait, what? This is it. Yeah. And then the Harry Potter and then Broadway. Yeah, amazing. All of that kind of stuff. The, the, the Harry Potter London, just doing that, just to have that was amazing. And when they said, you want to go to Broadway, it's like seven of us, right? Yes. Wow. We'll figure out our family. Yeah. Don't worry about them. <laughs> yes. We'll figure it out. Kids, you're coming to Broadway. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah, it's all about me right now. And yeah, it's going to yeah, be about yeah. you. And that was extraordinary. That that experience, just to say I've done Broadway, yeah, I realised this calling card. Yeah. I always used to say, Tick. I would only go there with a calling card. And mm. then when I was on Broadway, I went, oh, this is the calling this card. I was talking, but I think you put things out into the world. But a lot of the time for a lot of us... Um, we don't get the practice. Yeah. We don't get the opportunity. So that was the most magnificent opportunity. And I've been running with it since. I know, yeah. And great. then from that, I got the undoing. As actors, I think, and the world that we're in, I think it's very difficult for people outside the world to understand the highs and lows. Mm. There are many, many lows. More lows many, th- th- many than there lows. are yes. than highs. I always... But can we also can I also tap into that thing? We know the lows, and as actors, I'm saying this, and I will. I'm a black human being. That's how the world sees me. Yeah. I am a creative human being. That's how I see me. Yeah. The world, the storytelling. That's what we are now here in these moments in time because of what's changing our worlds and the representation that we're able to be a part of, and yes. especially that's why I go back to especially being older women yes. um but there was something about and i go to that thing about practice there's an opportunity for people to get practice um i hope i'm not speaking out of turn because i do think it's a really good um uh uh subject fight to have about the aging out of actors yes and i was asked to support something um and i said I totally and utterly get where you're at. This person was amazing. They heard they heard what I was saying. I totally get where you're at. But what I can see from the grouping of people involved in it, all of you as beautiful young white women were getting work after work after work. And then there's a certain thing, age 40s, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. It falls off. Yeah. Me as a black woman was not getting any of yeah. that work or any of that practice and now I'm in this position post 50 I'm not I'm aging in in a weird way and so I I will support you but I can't support you in that way because actually my story my story is different from your story and we have to understand the world that we're in the systems of the world that we're in that that makes you feel totally negated yeah but is now making me feel totally affirmed yeah, yeah. i find very that fascinating good. she very, was brilliant very she good. was absolutely brilliant and she went i'd never thought about it like that i went absolutely because this is my experience so i'm here championing yeah or us older us black older women black women going yeah we're color. here we're and here. we're here at yeah. the right time but we never had those opportunities and that's, that's why it so will be harder for you because you had the practice and you can't be given the practice was now I'm finally we didn't the have the practice, yeah, and now finally we're getting it. We we're getting it. Yeah, yeah. That's so fat. I love that. It's such a life affirming thing, isn't it? When you're not being seen as an actor, actress, it's fucking hard. Yeah, it's fucking hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it's really really. So hard. we're very hashtag blessed to be in this position but actually what we've also got to acknowledge our east asian and south asian yeah, brothers and sisters i've got it even worse in yeah. terms of british storytelling yeah and we human beings want to tell a story but the gatekeepers of storytelling who's going to allow those mm-hmm. stories to be told mm-hmm. age disability mm-hmm. inclusion mm-hmm. it's all 
that's the world we're in right now. And I'm so excited to be in this world. But if I don't see myself, I yes, don't know where I can be. I don't be. know where I can be. So Josette Simon, for me, oh, wow. Blake Sanford, growing up in Suffolk, was the one I went, oh, I, that's someone, I, I look like that. Yeah. And she's brilliant. And I became a stalky fan. I mean, that's so yeah. funny. I never had that. You never Mine had was one. Penelope Keith. But come on, Penelope Keith is quite <laughs> magnificent. Keith. And why? And, um, because my mum was obsessed with To the Manor Born. Gorgeous. And I was like, this is just But you're talking brilliant. about... Uh, I'm sorry, talking about not, acting. Exactly. I'm about what I hear is this extraordinary storyteller. Yeah. Exactly, an yeah. extraordinary yeah. storyteller. Yeah. That I was like, you know, sitting on my couch, that person looks like that storyteller mm, mm, mm. and that person's my mm, mum. Mm. And then I think it was Moira Stewart. God bless the Moira. <gasps> I met her once. You know I was mean? so in awe. Oh my God. And the news. I, I'm standing up straight just saying her name. That <sighs> I was like, wow, that's a beautiful, striking person who looks human. like me. Absolutely. You know I mean? And then um, who's the other newsreader, the man? Trevor McDonald. It was like. They exist. And he's doing the news. Yeah, they exist. That was extraordinary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he had this beautiful voice, voice and just like, yeah. And it was of the Commonwealth. It was. Whereas now... It was. Voices are so important for me. Working class voices. Yeah. Accents are so important to me. Because I've got this analogy and I've been using it for a while. A field of daisies is a beautiful thing. Just daisies. A field of tulips is a beautiful thing. Just My tulips. flower. A meadow is the most beautiful thing for me. And because meadow, it's got... All the different ooh. types of flowers. And you go, and in that viewing of Very a meadow, good. you go, and there I am. Very good. And everyone flows. Everyone flows. And you can rest and walk in that meadow and breathe. But that's where my spiritual world analogy? goes. Can I use that? It's for the world. Yeah, but I don't think I'm the first one that. to come up with it. But it's the one that made succinct. I literally went, that's what I want in the world. That's the world I want to be in. I want to be in the meadow. Definitely. Yeah. And there is absolutely, for me, a post and pre-George Floyd moment. The world for me is about post-George Floyd. Wow, and that's sitting yes. into yeah. my blackness and sitting into... And it's it's not... it's not. Um, what am I trying to Isn't say? And being unapologetic about it. Yes. I think that's that's where I'm at, is I'm, I'm unapologetic anymore. I don't want to make anymore. you feel comfortable anymore. Yeah. It's, I, like, it's let's not, just not my here. job. It's not it's my job. It's not my job but to make you feel comfortable. that's what we all had to relearn. We yes, all had definitely. those language and going... Oh, we've all done that because when you see the world shift or in even that seismic I think we, way, some people knew it, yes, but oh, we yeah. didn't have the language yeah. for it, and that was the and learning. That was the moment Those post where five we months. all had the language, and therefore also the retriggering, yeah, of where you'd been before. Yes, you go, oh, that's what that was. That's what because memories are coming up, and you go, and that's how I acted, and I was complicit in that Absolutely. moment as well. I don't want to be yeah. that now, because let's go back to the human being and humanity. And as the great Jane Elliott says, it's all one race. It's all one race. It's all one race. Noma, thank you for Girl this. Um, Onwards, let's meet babe. again. Yes, please. I'd love that. I'd With love a to glass spend of wine next time. time. Yeah, definitely. Yes. That'll um, be lovely. Maybe in New York. <gasps> you know it's there. New York, New York. You know it's there. Yeah. I wish I could sing. <laughs> you know it's there. <laughs> you're holding the tune, yeah, baby. As you're long holding, as I hold you're the tune. Holding, you're holding the tune. Glorious. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. Thank John. you for this. Yeah. Blessings abound. Thank you, Noma and Golda. This podcast is raising funds for Acting for Others, which provides both financial and emotional support to theatre workers in times of need through a network of 14 wonderful member charities. This is Ben's story. 
I was working in London as a jobbing actor. I just never imagined at that time that me, age 25, that I would be someone diagnosed with cancer. I saw my whole life flash before my eyes. When I started the painful and quite frankly really frightening rounds of chemo and surgery, I was terrified by the reality of my desperate financial situation. On top of all of this, being an out of work actor, I couldn't afford to live and pay my bills through my treatment. But all of this changed the moment I was put in touch with Acting For Others. They got me financial support that I so desperately needed. I don't know if I could have done it without them. If you have the means and would like to make a donation to help people like Ben, you can do so via our website, actingforothers.co.uk, or click on the link in the show notes. Any donation, it doesn't matter how small, will make a big difference. For more episodes, please subscribe and download. And while you're there, we'd love you to rate and review us. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Matt and Scott at Podmonkey for their editing wizardry, the inimitable Dan Gillespie Sells for the music, and Feast for the artwork. The producer was Robert Reese. The executive producer was Kevin Mundi. This has been a Simple Beast production. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.